0: All right, this is from Romans 8, 14 through 39. For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery to fall back into fear, but you have received a spirit of adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is the very Spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God and joint heirs with Christ if in fact we suffer with him so that we may be also glorified with him. I consider that the sufferings of the present time are not worth comparing to the glory about to be revealed to us. For the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own will, but by the will of the one who subjected it in hope, that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay, and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves, who have the first fruits of the Spirit, groan inwardly while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. For in hope we were saved. Now hope that is seen is not hope, for who hopes for what is seen? But if we hope for what we do not see, we wait for it with patience. Likewise, the Spirit helps us in our weakness, for we do not know how to pray as we ought, but that very Spirit intercedes with sighs too deep for words, and God, who searches the heart, knows what is the mind of the Spirit, because the Spirit intercedes for the saints according to the will of God. We know that all things work together for good for those who love God, who are called according to His purpose. For those whom He foreknew, He also predestined to be confirmed to the image of his son in order that he might be the firstborn within a large family. And those whom he predestined, he also called. And those whom he called, he also justified. And those whom he justified, he also glorified. What then are we to say about these things? If God is for us, who is against us? He who did not withhold his own son as it is written, for your sake we are being killed all day long. We are accounted as sheep to be slaughtered. No, in all these things we are more than conquerors through him who loved us. For I am convinced that neither death nor life, nor angels nor rulers, nor things present, nor things to come, nor powers, nor height, nor depth, nor anything else in all creation will be able to separate us from the love of God in Christ Jesus our Lord. Lord of glory pretty God, nailed it. That's awesome.
1: Ah, ah. All right. Uh, my word, Pentecost. You ready for this? Man, if the if the if the windows just all of a sudden blow open and tons of fire start coming in, know that per usual this was not planned. Uh, so it's just the way Pentecost rolls so it's pentecost let's go to the board here uh we are right there at pentecost and uh we're getting ready to enter into ordinary time that they call in the christian calendar which is anything ordinary but we're just gonna leave that there um and cool. so uh yeah it's cool to be in a, in a space of transition uh i appreciate transitions Um, Yeah, so this is the day, um, traditionally, that the Spirit of God, we talk about, it like, um, uh, some people call it the birthday of the church, right? I feel like uh, years ago, uh, we just, um, I remember one of our first Pentecost, maybe the first time we were meeting out in the garden that summer, we just brought a big birthday cake. That you know, was like, you know, how we celebrate Pentecost. You know, someone just suggested that we watch a movie today, because it's like last day of school kind of thing, and I was like, yeah, been a good idea. We get either Avatar or Laymed, so would have been really good. But uh, next year, next year, I just didn't think about it, so I guess I'll preach. Uh, so, you know, uh, thinking about the Holy Spirit, uh, I think if we're honest, we all have a little more, uh, uh, we all have like more questions than answers. Right when it comes to like the Holy Spirit, uh, at least at least I feel like that's you know, I I, I mean who is the Holy Expe- no, Holy Spirit uh, exactly? Uh, is it a he? Is it, is it a she? Is it it? You know, anytime I think about the Holy Spirit, I always think about um the shack, in the shack and the Sarah U character. That's all I can think about. You know, like this short little Asian person. You know, it's like this is this is what happens when you read books, right? They just Formulate these images in your head. Uh, so, who is the Holy Spirit? How does the Holy Spirit work? Um, where is He, She, uh, at? Uh, what does it mean to be? Uh, what does it mean that the Holy Spirit lives in you? What does it look like when the Holy Spirit is at work uh, in your life? How does it work? You know, who has the Spirit? A chosen few people? Everyone, right? I mean, um, what does it mean to be? Have the Holy Spirit in my life? Practically, right? Is there like a power up involved? Should I be like speaking in tongues right now? Should I be glowing? I don't know. You know, what does it mean to be filled with the Holy Spirit this morning? Uh, it continues to throw wrenches into our logical brains and our theology, right? That the Spirit of God, as, as Jesus said, blows wherever it pleases, right? And invites us back into our mystical. Minds and mystical spaces. It doesn't. It doesn't color in the lines. Uh, this morning, uh, the Holy Spirit. It is the. It is the. In the Hebrew, right? I heard some of you guys saying over there. It is the ruach, right? It is the the breath, of spirit that hovered over the chaotic waters and created life. It is the. It is the breath of God that, that spoke into the the dirt, right? The adamah and created uh, the haadam, uh, the human, right? Uh, breathes into the dirt and creates life, right? It is the same Spirit today that still breathes life in every piece of earth it touches. Uh, so, uh, the Spirit continues to ground us in, in the sort of mysterious face of God, uh, even while Jesus uh, grounds us in the noble face of God, uh, right? So, we're still talking about God. And so, this morning at Pentecost, we're still sort of asking the question, what does it mean to be filled uh, with the Holy Spirit, right? It's a good question. Um, you know, today, uh, I feel like uh, this question frequently gets convoluted with uh, being Pentecostal, uh, right? When you talk about um, a, a group of people who are active in the Holy Spirit, uh, often we start thinking about sort of the Pentecostals, as in like the 100-year-old movement that became a denomination, and the folks and you know, and, and all that of... of Speaking in tongues and and handling snakes and stuff and which I thought we were gonna do today. Uh, but, uh, so actually the other day I'm unloading uh, like my recycling and trash from the back of the truck and I saw something moving out of the corner of my eyes. Like, what was that? And then it came into view and there was a snake in the back of the truck. And uh, and either one I do not have the Holy Spirit. Or uh, you know, I mean I was like, nope and two other like burly guys like unloading their stuff, they were like, I got this, you know. Uh, to which they just were like, you pick up. Yeah, you pick up, you know. And he's like, you gotta wait for the right moment, man. And uh, anyway. Almost died. It was like an Anaconda, it's like this big. So uh I was like, I oh, we to keep it for Sunday, I don't know. But uh you know, so anyway, so where's I now? Uh Pentecostals, so a lot of times when you think about being filled with the Holy Spirit, you talk about groups of people being active in the Holy Spirit, a lot of times we get, we get stuck on thinking about like the Pentecostals or something, uh, right, and so if, if you don't want to be kind of thrown in that lump or labeled or stickered with, with that sort of Pentecostal thing, maybe you kind of slide over here a little bit, right, and I think what's happened is maybe all too often in our Western culture and a lot of our uh, spirituality, right, we we can swing so far over here, uh, especially in our minds, uh, right, that that we don't really want to be, we're not that, and so we get so far over here that, uh, that, that almost, I, I wonder if we're giving room for the Spirit uh, to work at all. And so I think maybe one of the most harmful things we've done in the Western Church is create this separation from our head and our hearts, right? Uh, we're, we're scared to let our hearts lead the way, and so, Uh, we've attempted to direct our hearts with our heads, right? Uh, Rather than let our uh, hearts lead the way and not lose our minds in the process, right? Uh, And so, so in fear of religious labels or whatever else might be holding us back, I I wonder, uh, have we truly allowed uh, ourselves to encounter the Spirit of God in our churches, in our communities, in our worlds? Uh, this morning, and what, what does that mean? Um, ironically, I feel that the maybe the congregations and the people that are most open to the Spirit filling them up are the ones that maybe have left, like, lot of their, their theology is a little wanting, right? That, that often we talk about, it's sort of like, no I know we've talked about this before, it's like the beginning and the end is sort of like Jesus saving our souls, right? Uh, as if Jesus can't do so much more than than and save our souls, uh, and so, I wonder what, what it would look like uh, for the Spirit of God to pour into a new church, uh, filling up a people uh, who understand that salvation is for all creation, right? The resurrection for all things, uh, that everything is redeemed in God's plan. And so, who are the people this morning, maybe, who are filled with the Spirit of God or entirely sanctified, uh, if you will, uh, receiving the gifts of the Holy Spirit, who have more of an um, expansive soteriology, right, Uh, that recognize, I wonder what it means to be the people of God filled with the Holy Spirit, and that this is not just good news for me personally, right, as a spiritual person, but this is that when we are filled with the Holy Spirit, this becomes good news for all of creation, uh, for everyone around us, in so many ways, that the gifts of the Holy Spirit are about the life in the community, uh, and the life in the world, and the planet, right, and so... Let that be your name. Okay, so uh, we're going to jump into Romans here just for a few minutes, and uh, you don't get off for the summer without me preaching a little bit. So, uh, Romans uh, 8 14 says, For all who are led by the Spirit of God are children of God. For you did not receive a spirit of slavery. Somebody say slavery. slavery. Nailed it. So, fall back into fear. But you have received the spirit of adoption. Say adoption. adoption. When we cry, Abba, Father, it is that very spirit bearing witness with our spirit that we are children of God. And if children, then heirs, heirs of God, and joint heirs with Christ. If, in fact, we suffer with him so that we may be also glorified with him. Ah, man. Are you a child of God this morning? Uh, Are you led by the Spirit of God? What does it mean to be led by the Spirit of God? Uh, I've talked to a lot of people who uh, are sure that what it means to be led by the Spirit of God is that it's basically the equivalent to uh, being led to a really good parking spot at Kroger. right? (laughs) (laughs) You're like, the Lord is with me today. I see you there, you know. (laughs) You just, you know. uh, You know. Being led by the Spirit of God. Is that, is that how it works? I don't know. I know that's definitely how it works for some people I've talked to. Or, or I wonder, is being led by the Spirit of God, is that, does that look more like um, giving up that really good parking spot for someone else? Is that how it works? Is that what it means to be led by the Spirit of God? And it talks about being heirs, right? I mean, are we now heirs to really good parking spots? Is that what's happening here? uh, He talks about, he speaks of a spirit of slavery versus adoption. Uh, So these are good questions, right? How much of your experience, your daily experience involves uh, fear, right? Uh, How much of your your daily experience involves freedom? Uh, Praying prayers that sound like Abba, Father, right? Your spirit, the spirit of God, and so I wonder if too many of us, uh, when we think about our lives, it feels more like a, a discussion around slavery. You know, like you, you feel trapped, right? Your jobs, or your routines, or your traditions, uh, that that in your mundane, your ordinary time feels very ordinary, right? Uh, it, it feels enslaved, and so we kind of operate out of fear, uh, right? Because it's my parking spot, right? Um, you know, if your life, I would venture to say, this morning. If your life primarily operates out of fear, and what I'm gathering here, uh, that 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 is not from the Spirit of God uh, this morning. If your life primarily operates out of fear, that's not the Spirit of God in you. The Spirit of God actively does draw us into these vulnerable situations and relationships uh, with each other and with all of creation. But yet in that, there's this this freedom that comes. There's a release and this trust uh, because the more we discover about who we are, right? As we wake up each morning, uh, we we, we uh, enter into what it, what it means to have identity in, in God and in the Spirit, uh, whose we are, right? If you don't know whose you are this morning, uh, if you don't know whose you are, you'll never fully engage in what it is you're here to, to do, right? And what you're supposed to be doing. If you don't know who you are, right, and whose you are... Um, You'll never fully live into what you're doing here. So at the heart of what this message that Paul's trying to bring home this morning uh, is he's trying to convey identity, right? He talks about adoption uh, and becoming heirs. Um, You ever think about your inheritance? Uh, I feel like inheritance is such an old, like, it's like, you know, the more I talk about inheritance, you know, it's just like, this is like, this is not a thing anymore, you know, we just. You inherit debt, or like, yeah. You know, a spirit of worry from your, you know, your mom. Yeah, you know, like, and yeah, uh, you know what do we inherit anymore? Uh, my dad keeps buying all these old antique cars because he's convinced that that's gonna be his retirement. He's just gonna go sell. Like, someone gave him car advice, which is was retirement advice at some point. And anyway, but if he doesn't sell them, I could be heir like all these old cars one day. Have like a fleet of old cars. Yeah, no, uh, you know, for some of us it's like I'm just gonna inherit, uh, you know, genetically bad things, uh, you know, or maybe some of us that's maybe you've inherited grace or peace or patience from your from your parents or something. But he talks about to be co-heirs. What does it mean to be co-heirs with Christ? To inherit the kingdom of God uh, that comes with this family, right? Um, But yet there is sufferings, he says. But yet also glory, right? Isn't that how it works? Uh, Verse 18, I consider that the sufferings of this present time are not worth comparing uh, with the glory about to be revealed to us. Uh, Okay, so this is where it gets interesting. Verse 19 says, uh, for the creation waits with eager longing for the revealing of the children of God. For the creation was subjected to futility, not of its own, but by the will of the one who subjected it, in hope that the creation itself will be set free from its bondage to decay and will obtain the freedom of the glory of the children of God. We know that the whole creation has been groaning in labor pains until now, and not only the creation, but we ourselves who have the first fruits of the spirit grown inwardly, while we wait for adoption, the redemption of our bodies. Right, and so uh, you get this really cool image, right? This creation. It's like groaning for the freedom to be in the hands of the children of God, uh, right, <coughs> living their best life on earth, right. And there's this groaning. Uh, not only creation groans, but but we too, as we wait, we uh, wait, right, for the Spirit to come and the redemption of our bodies. Uh, we were sharing here a minute ago. We we're talking about when you like when you encounter the Spirit. And I'm picking on chat a little bit, but uh, he was saying like, oh, I just like I turn off all the stuff. And I, and I wait in silence, right? And that's when you encounter the Spirit. That's so true. Like, there's just, there's this, like, if, like the Spirit's there, right? But you want to encounter the Spirit? Whew, let's make some space here. Let's wait. What does it mean to wait, right? It's the thing about inheritance, too, right? Like, you got to wait for it. It's like, not here yet. You're going to inherit it. You kind of got a little bit, maybe, but... Uh, and so, uh, it's really interesting to think about in this text this morning. And so we, we we wait for the redemption. And it's bodily. And so Paul here is speaking of the spirit, of adoption, of creation of our bodies, these labor pains, right? And so again, he's painting this picture of salvation for us that's not ethereal, right? It's it's not about God saving our spirits and our souls, right? But it's it's also uh a, it's it's bony and bodily and fleshy and dirty, right? It's salvation, right? That's why the the old this old heresy that, that Jesus wasn't uh, that Jesus wasn't fully man and fully God, right? That that this is so important. That that Jesus came in an earthly body so that, right, our earth and our bodies may also be resurrected, may also be redeemed. Right? This is so crucial uh, to who we are and to our theology and what we believe this morning. Uh, and so, and this is what Paul was trying to get us to to understand. Uh, as an absolute necessity, right? And he speaks about uh, predestination and being sealed in the spirit and this sort of thing. And This is not some Calvinistic understanding of the gospel, right? But that everything already belongs, right? That everything is already uh, holy. God has planted this seed of holiness in everything already, right? And it's like it's already there. We're already there this morning. Uh, even all creation, we're made for this relationship, Right to be balanced in this beautiful life in God and the freedom therein. Right, and creation is waiting for us to catch on to why we're here. Right, uh, and so this is this is so good, and this is why we know. He says all things work together for the good of those who love God. Right, those who are in the flow. Right, the universe is like rigged for this relationship. It's so good. Uh, so I wonder this morning if engaging in the gifts of the Holy Spirit in your life means. Uh, Really, this living life as it it was designed to be. Uh, And so, come back down, sorry. I'm gonna rant. I was like, what are we talking about? Uh, So, um, you know, I think we've I think we've wasted centuries on fear-based religion. Um, You know, I think we've learned the hard way that that scaring people uh, into belief does not produce loving people. Uh, right. Um, I know we've talked about it at several points, and uh, I think Deirdre and I have had some good conversations about how, like, back in the 90s, like, we had this on lockdown. You know, like, we knew how to scare people, you know, in prior to that. But I remember um,
0: Carmen.
1: Thank you, Carmen. Oh, yeah. mm, mm Kicking it for Christ. Um, dude, I went to a few Carmen shows. He had people dressed in demon costumes on the stage, and he would come out in, like, dusters. And, like, like, old west. And he was like, Satan, like the dust. You know? Uh, you can't make this stuff up. Like, Carmen, I did get saved a couple times. So Carmen, but, uh, yeah, yeah, I was thinking about the play uh, Heaven's Gates and Hell's Flames. You guys remember that? Dude, everybody got saved at Heaven's place And it was so intense. Uh, it was such an intense play. Yeah, even even those who were believers were like, man, I don't know that I'm saved anymore. Like, I I better say this prayer again just in case. And um You know, and and I remember it was so intense you were like I've just got to get that one family member to this play so that their <laughs> eternal destination will be all, you know, you're like, if I could just get them to this thing, you know, and uh, yeah, uh, like we're just, uh, yeah, we did that, uh, and, um, yeah, we, we created a filter, uh, in the church that attracted fear-based folks, um, we, we we actually filtered for this fear-based people. Uh, we've created attenders of services, not lovers of the world. Um, we've created not builders of homes for the poor, but mental assenters uh, of truth. Um, right? We've 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 painted a kind of a wrong picture. We've separated God and the universe. Um, not that we're pantheists this morning. You might tell me what pantheism is. Oh. <laughs> that's it. that's pretty much, that might, that might be, yeah, yeah, Nail it, get up here. Uh yeah. uh, yeah, so, uh, pan means, like, all, uh, theism, uh, God, you know, so it's just that you're 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 creating. You're saying God and reality are sort of one, right? That's kind of what it uh, And so uh, I was actually reading. So on, on Lincoln and I. I'll let you guys in on this. Lincoln and I have a secret book club, and uh, he loaned me out Percy Jackson. And so I just I just finished it last night. Uh, Percy Jackson.
0: And uh,
1: anyway, Lutheran, so good. And um. I noticed there's like a sub sub thread, uh, maybe not sub sub, maybe just sub, uh, through through the book if you've read it, right? And this is maybe what was two thousand four, sometime before you were born. Uh, anyway. <laughs> and and anyway, and it's about like uh, you can maybe help me out here. It's about, like, it, it keeps bringing up how humanity has, like, botched creation, right? And there's this one moment, he's in the Mississippi River, and it's all dirty. And, and it just keeps coming up throughout the book how, like, oh, man, creation is struggling. And Grover, one of the the key characters, who's like a, how do you say it? a sitar? A satyr. Nailed it. And <laughs> anyway, he's, like, supposed to be, uh, you know... Part of the, the 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 goat people that take care of the earth, and he's looking for Pan, the Greek god Pan, who's been lost for like 2,000 years. Nobody knows where he's at, and who's like the god of like nature and the wild, take care of the wild. I haven't seen him in like 2,000 years. Anyway, it's really interesting. Uh, where were we talking about? Uh, anyway, so um, so good Orthodox Christian teaching would say that um, there is a distinction between uh, Creator and creation. Uh, right, that um, I know I listened to this recently on a podcast with Richard Ward, and he talks about pan entheism right? Uh, that, that God in all things, and all things are in God, right? And uh, that is that is that's a good way to frame this, isn't it? Um, that there's this uh, there's this inclusive nature that Christ is uh, that Christ as the inclusive notion of God that you and I. Are included, right? We're not the includer, but we are included uh, this morning. All right. So uh, I wonder this morning uh, if we might begin to help reshape what it means to be filled with the Holy Spirit. Um, that that our knees, we uh, actually, it, you know, all the old people, all the old Christians are really concerned with you and I's. Uh, I to say you and I, because we're all relatively younger, but. Uh, our, our spiritual life. Uh, or they think they think that anyone under fifty doesn't know what it means to have a personal relationship with Jesus. And I'm I'm saying they they say they, so I'll say they back. But anyway, it's not it's not like it. But uh, what does it mean? Uh, but there's a both end. What does it mean that, that being filled with the with the the Holy Spirit of God uh, has has to do with, with you and I being on our knees? Uh, and yet while we are on our knees that our, that our hands are also back in the dirt and that the Holy Spirit comes and still breathes through us and, and that there's there's something created there, that the Spirit of God is still moving and still working and there's a co-creation that happens as we're filled with the Spirit of God Right? this is not just about what's inside of me uh, that there's a little bit of irony this morning that maybe being filled with the Holy Spirit isn't all spiritual. Uh, are you with me? Uh, that there's, there's kind of something that has to do with our bodies and our hands and the dirt, right? Uh, it, it's what I love about what happens in Acts 2 or 3 or whatever that is, that right, after, uh, right after the Spirit of God comes in Pentecost. It's like chapter 2, 42. It says that they devoted themselves to the apostles' teaching and to fellowship, to the breaking of bread and to prayer. It says everyone was filled with awe and there were many signs and wonders performed by the apostles. You guys know this. All the believers were together and had everything in common. They sold property and possessions to give to anyone who had need. Every day they continued to meet together in the temple courts. They broke bread in their homes. They ate together with glad and sincere hearts, praising God and enjoying the favor of all the people. And the Lord added to their number daily those who are being saved. We love that passage. It is it's so good, right? But the Spirit comes and community life happens in a way that we've never seen it before. All of a sudden it's like very nitty-gritty, right? We're like in each other's homes, like eating each other's bread, sharing our possessions, and, and it's 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 material, it's body, it's salvation. And so what if this morning to be filled with the Holy Spirit uh, isn't isn't all spiritual?
0: Uh-huh.
1: And I and I wondered this morning I'm wrapping up, we're gonna land the Uh I, I wondered this morning if there all also aren't some who who had the Spirit of God in us this morning, uh, that same spirit that came at Pentecost and we've received some gifts and we're we know how to pray, we know how to prophesy. But yet there's still this spirit of, of fear in us. There's still this, this Kind of fear based thing uh, where we're kind of hoarding or or distrusting. Um, You know, we're frequently thinking about how we're going to be taken advantage of uh, rather than how we're going to give, right? Uh, Makes me wonder after Paul gives that long uh, discussion in in 1 Corinthians 12 about the, the gifts of the Spirit, and then you turn the page into chapter 13 and he says, uh, he finally writes, he said, If I speak in tongues, in the tongues of mortals and of angels, but do not have love, I'm a noisy gong or a clanging cymbal. And if I have prophetic powers and understand all mysteries and all knowledge, and if I have all faith so as to remove mountains, but do not love, I'm nothing. If I give away all my possessions, changes up. And if I hand over my body, so that I may boast, but I do not have love, I gain nothing. Um, love, right? the the ultimate mark of the spirit of God, right? Love, um, it's like it's like okay. At the end of the day, this is not coffee. Love, um, you know what's crucial for love? Um, Someone to love. <laughs> like the other, right? The something, the someone, right? It's it's active, it's a verb, it's going somewhere, it's on the move, right? Uh, you know, it's funny talking about the spirit of God as if we're like taking a Sunday. You know, this is kind of taking a Sunday to talk about the Spirit of God. This the Spirit of God is God, you know. Uh, it's like that. we believe in this thing called the Trinity, right? That there is there's a there's the father, the mother. However, you're playing ball there. The, the Son, the Christ, the Jesus, the Incarnation. And that we actually believe that the Spirit of God, the Spirit is like the love that exists between the Father and the Son, right? This is what we call the the Trinity. Uh, somebody say Trinity. Trinity. Yeah. Yes, thank you. Uh, yeah, the the love is is this this thing that's happening uh, between us. Between us in this room right now, between you and me and us and God, right? There's this something that happens, right? It's why Jesus says, well, you know, uh, where two or three are gathered, there I am also. Right? You see, we've made a mockery of the Spirit of God when we've said when we've just said the Spirit comes as I'm alone here by myself, and that's where the Spirit is. Right? I'm not saying you, I'm not saying the Spirit's not with you, but 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 if we're talking about love, right? If we're saying um, that the Spirit of God happens where there's where there's Love is on the move, right? We're talking about, oh well, the <laughs> the Spirit happens uh, in this sort of Acts two place, right? You really want to see where the Spirit of God is fleshing out, right? Oh well, that's where something's happening. That's where I've got my hands in the dirt. That's where we're breaking bread together. This is where uh, the church comes together in the body of Christ, right? Um, and so, what does it mean uh, that we're filled with the Spirit of God this morning? And that's good news for all of us and for all of creation and for one another. Right, that it can be personal, it can be social, it can be planetary uh, this morning. Uh, and, I, and I just wondered uh, if, if we're just getting a little foretaste of that here in Romans 8 this morning. And so uh, to, to close, I'm going to do something a little different uh, as we're getting ready to roam out for a few weeks. Um, but I want to uh, I want to invite us into a moment of prayer. Uh, and so, I'm going to do something old school. I'm just going to invite you, you don't have to, I'm going to invite you just to kind of close your eyes this morning. Uh, and if you just, I'm going to pray a prayer, and if you just want to pray it silently or out loud or whatever, go for it. Should I take a minute with the Spirit this morning? If you want to open your hands, you do that. If you want to focus your breathing, You can do that. Spirit of God, please empty me out that I might be filled with you again. Teach me love, love for you, love for my neighbor. Love for our world as it grows to be in the freedom of the children of God. Help us to be filled with you this morning. We love you.